Hello humans, hello humans, it's the 14th of June, hang on a second, gotta keep from getting killed, logging trucks all over and stuff happening, heading into town here, and we're at almost 8 o'clock, and like 6 minutes till, interesting days, uh, all of this stuff about the Trump arrest. So that's a um, sign of brittleness. Okay, so um, in fighting, you know you run across these, uh, you, you run across opponents occasionally that have their own issues that, you know, there's something going on with them, whether, you know, it's wrestling, karate, or whatever, but it's this internal thing. Uh, and they're brittle, okay? They don't have the emotional uh, stamina to be basically calm and, uh, you know, see how things are and analyze and this sort of thing. So we're dealing with a very brittle, uh, and communism itself is brittle. It's a made-up ideology, and this is a, this cultural Marxism business is a um, uh, yet another evolution of that. It's going to fail. It's failing now. And... Uh, uh, the, the brittleness of it is all showing. That's why they arrested him. I don't expect, um, uh, well, I expect <laughs> quite a bit of stuff to happen as a result of this, but it's going to happen anyway. And we're going to have our uh, our shift, our change, uh, which is going to be great. You know, all of my life I've lived under the Kazarian Mafia, Deep State, uh, fake news guys, right? Now it's busting out. Now we're breaking it up. And these guys are freaking out because they're just like me. Mostly all of this system is um, run by old farts, right, that are even older than I am. And so they've lived all their lives under this system they've created, and they feel and take some comfort in it because it protects them. Uh, you know, they've got uh, everything set up to protect them, but all that stuff is breaking down now. Uh, so, uh, they've got, the Xarian Mafia wraps themselves in uh, the Jewish population, and then they um, mind control the Jewish population more than the rest of the planet in order that the uh, Jewish population will sacrifice themselves for the Kazarian Mafia. They don't understand it's a Kazarian Mafia, they don't understand they're being used by Satanists, uh, but nonetheless... Uh, all of their mental structure is supported by the Khazarians, created by the Khazarians, such that they will, such that the Jewish population will have a particular attitude about things, right? Such that they'll be insulative, insular, um, self-contained, etc., etc., etc. Go on all these, these any aspect of Judah, uh, of the Jewish culture that you care to name is more likely than not. Uh, influenced and directed by the Kazarian Mafia for their own aims. Uh, so, anyway, this is a time where the Jewish population is going to have to confront this. They're going to have to come to terms with what's been done to them and the uh, evil uh, that they hide within the their tribe. Okay, plus they're going to also have to start acknowledging that, you know, uh, their understanding of their own uh, religious history is bogus. 
So Jews were never in Egypt, right? The Pharaoh is not the name of the king of Egypt. It's the name of the uh, tribal headmasters of the uh, Yemeni, Yemeni tribes that were conquered by the El. Uh, the El does not mean God. Elohim does not mean God in its multiplicities. These are space aliens. And so they're going to have to come to terms with this. Uh, there's also a lot of other stuff they're going to have to come to terms with, like uh, all of the Holocaust stuff, right? So Charlie Ward got uh, uh, pushed out of a position he tried to engineer himself into because he was being a Holocaust denier uh, on stage at uh, a place where, you know, like Trump's kids are Jewish, right? Uh, uh, Jewishness goes through, through the mother's line. And so he's got Jewish kids, and they don't want to hear that the Holocaust was bogus. Um, you know, there was a Holocaust, there is a Holocaust. It's minor compared to the Jewish Holocaust. It's not Jewish, it was primarily um, Romanesque peoples, gypsies. Uh, if you go and look at the numbers, there's no six million Jews that were killed. Um, the there's, there's discrepancies about all of this stuff, right? And so there is the uh, narradime created by the Kazarian Mafia to get the Jews to think a particular way about this. And then there's the reality. And we're going to be discussing a lot of the reality because we're going to go into all of that history. Now is the time as we're in, moving into this Bronze Age period. I'm going to have to um, stop up here in a minute. I'm going to try and download an app. Uh, we have no cell service. I'm going to be close to a cell phone. I'm going to see if this is going to work. Probably my phone is uh, on a uh, version of the OS that won't support this app anyway. But I've got to try and make the effort to um, uh, to download it here. So we'll we'll stop in a second and do that. Anyway, um, so as I was saying, so now is the time that the uh, we're going to start seeing some level of. Mm, visible contention within the uh, Jewish cultural uh, dynamic. Okay, so so there will be uh, synagogues that are going to bust apart. All right, there's going to be um, uh, all kinds of um, uh, corporation and uh, relationship divorces. Uh, within the Jewish culture as they start coming to terms with the Kazarian Mafia and what has been done to Jews uh, for these last few thousand years, right? Uh, they're as, as abused as anybody else and probably more so in my opinion because the Kazarian Mafia needs to keep them in a particular mindset uh, so that these guys will sacrifice themselves. Uh, you know, and it's just... <laughs> That's just the way it is. It's it's like, you know, it's interesting to a certain extent to see how uh, mind-controlled the Jewish population is. So there were, you know, uh, two or three Jewish field marshals, uh, lots of Jewish generals, uh, two or three hundred thousand uh, hardcore SS guys that were all Jewish in, in, uh, in Hitler's army. And in fact... Most of the radicalization of Hitler and most of the uh, problems of the, um, that were caused by the, by the Hitler regime being uh, taken over by the Nazis uh, was 
due entirely to the Kazarian Mafia, uh, inculcated into a uh, Jewish-based, um, like, fierce homosexual uh, cult. You need to go read uh, the Prussia Gate series on um, Will uh, Zoll's um, Substack and get into that and, and read about how that aspect of it caused lots of the um, major cultural eruptions that, that were, uh, that are characterized as Nazism. And it's really, it's a, you know, it's a perverted aspect of the Kazarian Mafia's um, version of, of uh, Jewishness, right? Uh, it has nothing to do with Judaism as a religion. It has more to do with the culture that they try to create in order to protect themselves. And, you know, this gets way squirrely if you go way, way deep in it. You keep coming back to space aliens. And uh, like yesterday, we had the very nice, interesting um, presentation by Stephen Greer and his buddies, um, you know, his whistleblowers um, in D.C. about the secret space program and all the um, uh, weird-ass shit that these people are trying to pull with the secret space program. Uh, an interesting aspect of it was all of the stuff coming out about Antarctica, the neutrino detectors, the, the, how they're using it to detect the appearance of these craft, and could in fact be sort of like air traffic control uh, from the South Pole. So very, very interesting. I'm, uh, I'm fascinated to think and, and observe that it might be that we will have... Um, that will slide, that our cultural uh, uh, paradigm will slide from the Kazarian Mafia deep state uh, Jewish overlay. Uh, it's all breaking down. It's all going away anyway, no matter what's, uh, that, that's for certain. Is all that's going to break off. Uh, but it may be replaced. I know that we're going to go through a, um, uh, a period of um, examination of the the nature of the Republic and all of this kind of stuff and get back into a reconstituted um, constitutional uh, Republic here. But it may also be that um, we're going to slide right into the understanding that uh, there's space aliens all to hell and gone and that we've got uh, interactions with them and all of this kind of stuff. I'm stopping here for a second. We'll have some coffee. Coffee is good stuff. And then I'll try and get this app down. I don't know that it's gonna gonna do it. Come on. Let's see. Anyway, so uh, it may indeed be that we end up sliding right into a um, a George Jetson kind of a world uh, with space aliens in it uh, right out of um, right out of the box so to speak right that that will just go right from where we are with this um, very sort of like prosaic and Android okay.
All right, it's saying it's starting to download. I don't know that it will. Uh, we don't have hardly any uh, connection out here. Anyway, so, as I say, well, there's hope, you know. I, I knew it would take some time to go into George Jetson world with the flying cars and all of that. We have that technology is the thing, right? So we know that that stuff exists. It's just not uh, readily available uh, because they keep suppressing it. So the reason they keep suppressing it is that the Kazarian Mafia, uh, you know, um, that doesn't sound good. Hang on. Okay. All right. Jeez. There we go. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so it may be that the Kazarian Mafia decides that, well, oh, the Kazarian Mafia doesn't like humans having any kind of freedom, right? They want us all locked down in their little 15-minute prison cities and all of this kind of shit, and they invent this weird-ass climate crisis and going to force you into it. It's all a religion. I don't know what they're, you know, they're basically trying to do MK Ultra stuff on the whole of the population. And there's a lot of us that are totally immune to that shit, right? And we like smoke pot. You know, we're not going to take that shit seriously. Uh, you know, we're in control of our own minds relative to what the Kazarian Mafia is trying to pump out. But anyway, so they want us all in these little lockdown things, and so they are never, ever, ever going to allow technology that we could think of as uh, expansive or emboldening or uh, liberating for individual humans. That is antithetical to their overall paradigm, which is control of all humans. And so as long as the... Um, Kazarian Mafia Jewish culture has control of the patent office and all of the uh, academia, academia, especially in terms of the, um, not, uh, uh, the early funders uh, for technology. So that's what they do. They've got a whole crew out there that goes around looking for really cool technology. They're all whipped up about it. They fund it, and then they gradually wear it down until they end up owning it, and then they shelve it. So we always hear about, you know, cars run on water, uh, you know, um, Tesla's uh, car that took electricity out of the air and um, uh, through a circuit with a, uh, uh, a little device that was on the bottom of the tire that caused grounding. Anyway, so but all these things are shelved. You're not driving them now, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, there was even in 19, I want to say it was like 1923 or 24, uh, there was this guy that invented something that was sort of similar to a rotary engine. Uh, it wasn't quite that that concept, but it was diesel. And uh, their little trials, I think they made like three of them. Uh, one of them was in Russia, and I think it's still in a museum. They sold it to the Russian government at the time, right? This was um, after the uh, revolution, and uh, uh, the Russian um, revolution guys 
this is before the Bolsheviks took over, they did the negotiations. So this would have been like 1916 or something, right? So there was a Russian revolution in 1914, and then the uh, Kazarian Mafia Jewish culture came in and took it over in 1917 and uh, started slaughtering Jews, and they fled Russia like mad. Why they do this, I don't know. But in any event, though, the Khazarians started slaughtering Jews in Russia, forced them out. They moved to Germany. That's caused all the problems in the Weimar Republic later. Um, but they were actually forcing homosexuals and all, all kinds of deviancy out of Russia at that point, even though the people that were doing it were the most deviant kind of fucks you could ever imagine. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, though, um, so they won't have... Uh, any kind of like liberating technology, but but we have had these. Uh, like I say, there was this rotary diesel engine that was um, uh, uh, you know prototyped and made, and, and even one sold to Russia. And this thing uh, was like we would think of it as like three big cylinders. Uh, it wasn't really a cylinder kind of an operation. It was more of a, a rotary plates. So the the pistons didn't go up and down so much as like the piston housings rotated over each other in order to put the fuel in and cause compression and all of this. It was just an elegant design. Uh, basically, there were three uh, or four large moving plates that were on a um, uh, on a shaft, and it was extremely easy to construct and so on and so on. And the damn thing at that time, of course, the trucks are a lot lighter then, right? But it was designed for trucks and tractors and things. And it would get like over a thousand miles uh, to a small tank of diesel. I don't know how big the tank was, so it's difficult for us to uh, come up with an estimate for like, uh, you know, miles per gallon of diesel. But this thing was hugely efficient. Uh, the torque levels were just um, totally off the chart uh, because it was the central shaft that. I, I won't go into it. The, the details were, were really cool, but probably only to the engineering guys. In any event, though, so. Um, so the Kazarian Mafia doesn't want anybody to have any expensive technology. That's why they want to take away your car. That's why they want to give you an, uh, an electric car that takes you 12 fucking hours to uh, charge up, and it's only going to get you 200 miles. They swear it gets 400 miles, but in practicality, it doesn't. I've got a guy down here um, uh, that I've talked to in um, a town about 30 miles south of me uh, that has to come into... Um, do shopping as, as I do, and he's got an electric car, and he had to go buy a, a one of those little smart car guys uh, because he could only get 72 miles off of a charge. Now, the, the electric vehicle guys, I don't remember the name of the brand of it. I think it's like a Volvo or something. Uh, but in any event, they're telling him it's because of where he's located on the ocean, that his, his battery is going to be constantly subjected to these high levels of um, negative ions in the air, all of which is true, uh, and that it'll cause the uh, problems with the battery to have a, uh, a long cycle charge and a short cycle discharge. Now, I don't know that that's true. I think that maybe they're just trying to alibi it. But nonetheless, this guy's had this car here for like three years. And when he first started off, now, of course, they all work better when you first get them. And then the performance degrades over time as the battery degrades. Uh, but when he first got it, he says he swears he could get 150 miles out of it with no problem. And now it's at half that. So he can't even really use it to go into town because he's like, uh, I think he's like I am. He's got to do over 40 miles each way. And so, you know, at 72 miles, he gets stuck. He's got to charge somewhere. And charging in town is a pain in the ass. And he's got to pay for it. 
he pays for it at home, but nonetheless. So, anyway, so the Kazarians want to lock us all down. They want to keep us all in these little uh, prisons and control us all. That's their whole thing. Is that they're desperately afraid that, and they've got to control us all. Now, here's the real rub, though, right? Um, so our social order is going to come out of this illusion, out of the Kazarian Mafia Jewish culture illusion that's been put on us. We're going to bust up and get rid of uh, the fake news. We'll get rid of the fake academia. Everything's going to be in huge amount of um, uh, disruption and dynamically uh, being investigated and all of this as all these things happen. And we'll uncover all kinds of new history. There will be uh, just a big change all the way around relative to that as we emerge from this into a uh, constitutional republic again and, and keep rebuilding. We've got to rebuild our infrastructure. We've got to rebuild our manufacturing, yada, yada, yada. As all of this is happening, we may come out into an understanding that our planet is, is um, being visited by UFOs. Now, the UFOs may live here. That's indetermined. You know, we just don't know. Uh, there may be some uh, living at the South Pole. They may the parts of the planet may be hollow. They can go and hide in there. They may be going underwater. They may have undersea bases. In fact, we know that this is a case that there are underwater and undersea bases, and that there's a large-scale mining operation going on out in the Pacific that is not being done by humans. Okay, and so a lot of this information may come out, and we may, and we'll have to fold it into our accepted cultural narrative. And so all the normies are going to have to get used to this idea. Well, along with that idea is going to come this wicked idea that humans are being harvested, that we live on a human ranch, and they come along, and they harvest us, and they uh, take us away and do something with us, okay? And it's not just a single they. So it is suspected that the... Um, Kazarian Mafia is dealing with and is in league with and is um, uh, submissive to a group of space aliens uh, that just love abdominal fats on humans, right? And uh, they take humans and they take these abdominal fats out, they render them down, and then they basically smoke them, right? And they get really, really, really high off of these things. Uh... That may, just as an aside, that may be one of the reasons that they're, uh, that they push in uh, specific chemical formulations for oils, and they're trying to get us to, um, uh, everybody use all of these oils and stuff, uh, the seed oils. Okay, so seed oils, when you um, ingest them, when they've been heated, they form these things called puffa, right? Uh, polyunsaturated uh, fatty acids. These polyunsaturated fatty acids cause problems with your body in that they'll go into your fat cells and uh, they are not easily recovered. So your body will put some in a fat cell and then later on when it needs some energy, it'll go back to that fat cell, but it'll pass on that one because it's too hard to get the energy out of it because it's filled up with uh, one of these uh, fatty acids instead of an amino acid uh, complex fat and protein, all right? And so it's not natural, so to speak, right? And so it's not a true fat. Now, here's here's what this causes. This causes the same effect in humans, in some humans, not everybody, but in, in most, it causes the same effect as massive amounts of liposuction. And so if you were to take and suction off all of the um, 
fat around your um, on your abdomen and on your hips and and uh, and take that fat away your body will compensate by using fat cells that are in between the liver and the intestines and between in between the intestines and the spleen and all of that these are called inner abdominal fats okay this is what they the space aliens smoke this is what they want so they may be doing to us as we do to beef so we can we can raise beef in such a way as to raise the fat level soften the flesh like the um, the japanese beef the uh special beef here you know that's that way um so we may be being raised in order to cultivate uh, particular kinds of humans that have this um, uh, bulging out abdomen that is filled with all this inner fat. And so you see, especially with men, you'll see men that get this abdominal bulge. And when they breathe, they're breathing, their, their abdomen really isn't, isn't moving a lot because it's being pressed by all the inner fats. That's what these aliens are after. When we go and we find... Um, uh, the mutilated cows and stuff, right? And all of the uh, stuff they're taking out of them. Uh, you know, when uh, it, it's still it's still going on, by the way. The cow mutilations are still happening and even sheep and this kind of thing. When we find them, we do find that there are a lot of them that have had this inner abdominal fat removed. Along with the eyes, part of the jaws, and this sort of thing, right? So anyway, so uh, that may be an aspect of it. Uh, it may be that it was just that the, you know, the money broke down and we couldn't afford real fats anymore, and so they went to seed oils because they were cheaper. That is true. That's factual. But it may be that we were directed to go to seed oils um, in this process because the space aliens discovered, oh, we can get our our crop here, our goy, the goyim, the human cattle, to have better fats if we give them seed oils. I don't know. Uh, undetermined. A speculation, but um, perhaps meaningful. Anyway, so uh, as we come out of the this period, as we go through 2024, 2025, and we start emerging into this new paradigm that we're building, and the narrative is falling away. It's no longer we're no longer accepting the narrative being put out by the Kazarian Mafia and the Jewish culture. And we uh, say, no, I'm not going to listen to you academics. You're obviously lying. You, your peer review uh, process is horseshit. Uh, by the way, they did find that out. Anybody that says, oh, it's not peer reviewed. It's like, good, because that fucking peer review is no good at all. It, it uh, doesn't eliminate errors, and it reduces uh, what gets printed down to the lowest possible mind. So what they do is they'll send it out to eight or ten people, these journals, eight or ten academics. In which, and then they have a threshold. Maybe if three academics say this is crap, they don't publish it, right? Or if they have, um, you know, concerns with it or whatever, this journal won't publish it. And they get a lot of, of submissions. I was staggered, really. Uh, but in any event, out of um, literally millions, five million um, scientific articles published, uh, out of 30,000 scientific and engineering journals that all use peer review, we find that it does not eliminate errors, right? Out of the millions of these things, over half of those articles had errors in them. Like like errors of 
science, not just simply spelling mistakes, that sort of thing, but like factual errors that should have um, thrown out that idea, should have um, uh, caused that article to be um, rejected. And so the peer review process passes those. And what do they eliminate? They eliminate anything that these uh, eight or ten people can't understand. So if you're smarter than the eight or ten people in your particular um, magazine group that they send it to, so say you're into cell, um, you know, microchemistry, right? Uh, Cell biology, uh, cellular chemistry. If you're smarter and you come up with something and you come up with an an idea that is... um, smarter than the uh, seven or eight people that they send it to uh, and they can't grasp what you're trying to say uh, or it goes against their um, uh, their paradigm, uh, then they'll say, no, no, this is bogus, blah, 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 and you don't get published. So there was a guy who did a review of non-published articles, and he just, he didn't even read them. He just did the uh, title the personalities and the abstract, I think, as well as the dates and something else. There was one other item. I can't remember what. Anyway, and he ran through, and on those that were uh, rejected, uh, they fell into two categories, um, basically. Uh, really fucking stupid and, uh, and or bland or no new material there, right? Nothing to excite the readers. Um, and that was about... Um, uh, about 60% of all of those articles that were rejected. But 40% of those articles that were rejected uh, were simply too far in advance of the rest of the field to be able to be evaluated by the people that they sent it to. And they know this. I mean, they know this when it comes back and the guy says, uh, I don't understand this, you know. And it's not that that it's wrong. It's like, it's probably right, but I'm I'm just not educated enough in this particular stuff to be able to say it's correct. And so that's really what you want in the peer review process is to publish those that have some level of ambiguity as to what's going on uh, and let people debate it and stuff. But we don't have that, right? We have this weird, um, you can't criticize our magazine because we're peer reviewed. And it's, again, it's a part of this aspect of uh, authority, the call to authority, which is one of the logical fallacies of debate and argument. Because authority don't know shit. It's simply an authority, and you just believe it and go along with it because of the uh, hierarchical structure of the thing you're working in. Uh, So, you know, so it's a a logical fallacy in terms of debate. Um, But basically, that's what peer review is, is the authority of the group is... um, what causes a, uh, that to be thought to be valuable. In any event, though, so um, here we are. We pop out of all of this. We lose a lot of academia. We lose a lot of our uh, illusions as to um, what's actually going on in our world. And we're presented with the idea that we're on a people farm and that we're being harvested. And, you know, millions of people go missing every year. In Washington State, we've got a... Um, a uh, real problem with indigenous people going missing. Now, I'm not saying it's space aliens taking these people, but we have got cases of missing people here, um, you know, indigenous uh, people as well as just regular regular old white people walking around. Um, uh, they go missing and they're never, ever, ever found. And so um, 
statistically, there's too many going missing that are never found uh, for this to be anything other than a, um, a very negative kind of a situation, for it to be anything other than an indication of nefarious activity. Uh, so you could say, okay, X number of people go missing every year, and we're likely to find, you know, a significant percentage of them in one way or another. Uh, you know, maybe they go missing hiking, and so there could be a certain number of hikers you're not going to find. They fall off of cliffs, they don't, aren't seen for years, you know, their body lies there and, and rots away, and the animals separate the bones, and they're just never found. But that's actually not that that common. That's not that frequent. Uh, we actually rather have um, the other opposite thing where people go missing all the time, but they're usually reasonably quickly found unless they don't want to be. Hang on a second. So, in any event, though, um, so we're going to pop out and have a whole new uh, operating narradigm, right? This narradigm we have to create. Um, we have to look at the, the narrative that's going on and we're going to have to say there is a lot of unknowns here because the Kazarian Mafia uh, and academia, the fake news, all of these guys, the political structure has kept this information from us quite deliberately in order that this situation might occur. That we may, may have this structure here where we're um, ignorant that we're being harvested by space aliens, potentially. We know that there's vast quantities of human trafficking going around. If you looked at this stuff from Stephen Greer yesterday from his whistleblowers, they even talk about uh, human trafficking and um, exotic technology. It was very interesting to, um, to listen to that. I think it's probably all reasonably factual. Uh, presentations aside, uh, it seems like the information is... Um, uh, reliable and legit. Um, anyway, I got to get in and get some stuff done, and then I've got a few more, <laughs> a few more stops. Uh, it's one of those days, and it doesn't look like the app is going to come down. And I run Linux, so there's not a lot of Linux support for um, Android phones and stuff. Anyway, so we'll just let it sit. Uh, okay, so anyway, guys, that's the um, uh, uh, the thinking here is that we're going to come into a very, very, very strange world in which, um, I don't know. Okay, so as the paradigm changes, uh, how are people going to react, right? Are they going to start getting paranoid? Is everybody going to want to carry a gun? Are they going to be afraid to go out at night for fear of being snatched by a space alien? Uh, we'll probably have to go through something like that at a cultural level as this information uh, gets uh, put out there and people starting accepting it. Uh, it's going to be quite odd. But for one thing for sure is that anybody that starts talking about, oh, our space alien brothers and they're here to help us and all of that. It's like, no, people, 
uh, you're so deluded that you're a danger to me. I'm not going to interact with you. Uh, you're going to get yourself and people around you killed. You have to understand that no being in this universe is altruistic unless they're getting something out of it. We have to have that assumption. And I don't think any of these aliens are alt altruistic at all, that they're coming here for their own purposes, um, which is factual, and that those purposes are not necessarily uh, aligned with our best interest, right? I don't really want to have the fats. I, they wouldn't come after me. I'm not that fat anyway, but I wouldn't want to have my fats harvested, right? Uh, this is not an idea of mine that's a um, <laughs> that's something I'm shooting for. Uh, but nonetheless, this is what we're going to have to go through is the, uh, the integration of this idea into our understanding of ourselves, our planet, and our a solar system in our galaxy. But we'll see how it might take years for that to happen. Years and years and years. We'll see. Anyway, do another one of these later.